Weekly Fantasy Roundup, hosted by Andrew Skinner and Aaron Bishop. Welcome back to another fun, exciting, fact-devoid episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Skinner, joined by my co-host, Mr. Aaron Bishop. What's going on, pal? Mr. Skinner, brother, how are you this week? Living the dream, you know, I uh, managed to avoid major fantasy tilt so far, which is good. I uh, just booked a little trip for myself to Boston, Boston. literally wow. for myself. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Did you book that through Hebrew way? I, <laughs> I tried. I know. It's a, you can't beat Porter's prices, right? <laughs> right. It is what it is. But for the record, I, my first inclination was to message you. So. I it did. Was, yeah. I did want to book my trip through heatway.com, but it did work out. It is what it is. Like you said, you guys are more geared towards like uh, resorts and cruises and shit like that. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll shoot a message, see what he can do for me for my trip to Boston. So just to, you know, support locals, support our presenting sponsor, heatway.com. But yes, That's I'm right. going to Boston for New Year's. So what fuel this was, A, I want a shitload of money playing poker. I want to do something to treat myself. So Ideally, it would have been me and Amy. Uh, she couldn't get the time off work. So I tried to get a buddy to go. Couldn't get anyone to bite. So I said, you know what, man? Fuck it. I'm 38 years old. I'm fucking going by myself. Fuck it. A little me time. Nice. Yeah. I've never been on a trip like this by myself anywhere. Like I've really? gotten a, never. Nope. Wow. To be honest, like to be perfectly honest, it does make me a little nervous, mate, mostly because I listen to way too many true crime podcasts. So <laughs> I've already got myself psyched out. Um, but I just I'm I'm nervous to travel alone. Like I've I physically taken the journey alone, but I've met friends in Vegas, you know, right. or in Toronto or whatever. I've never actually done the full entire trip by myself. So it's ultimately, nice. yeah. Well, my my favorite podcast of all time, Spitting Chicklets, uh, shout out. Um, they're doing a live show in Boston on New Year's Day. So I said, okay. I said, step one is obviously to get a ticket. They were saying how the first time they did a live show sold out minutes. So I was at my computer at work, obviously not doing work, shout out, being slack. And I was there on the website, just refresh, refresh, refresh. And sure enough, tickets popped up on sale now. Sold, 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 sold. Like literally watching the dots oh, wow. pop on the screen. I was like, fuck, like pick one, like close-ish to the bar. There was these tables up front, like tables of like 10 or 12 that I could have gotten an individual seat for, but I didn't want to be like that one guy that sat at a table with a bunch of randoms. I'd rather like have a seat like in a theater. So anyway, I got a seat, sure enough, next to the bar. So I said, well, that's step one, got my ticket. So then I just debated for like a good week whether or not I was actually going to go to Boston by myself. I said, you know what, man? Fuck it. Fuck I'm it. going. So I conveniently uh, picked the spot next to Casino because I plan on playing uh, Poker Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Go to the show Sunday, fly back Monday. So it's going to be a lot of poker and a chiclet show, you know, a few beers. It's going to be just a me, just a me weekend. No, that's good, man. That's good. I've yeah. done a couple of trips. You know, I've been down to Phoenix by myself. Oh, I've Wow. Yeah, uh, Royal Rumble for my 30th birthday. By yourself. <laughs> By myself, yeah. And wow. then I went to Pittsburgh the year after for the Royal Rumble for my 31st birthday by myself. Wow. Um, I spent a couple of months in California by myself. Um, yeah, man, I love taking the ships by myself. It's, it's fun. Really? It's good. Yeah. So any advice for a first-time solo traveler like myself? 
man, just fucking enjoy it, man. Like, if you have access to a hot tub, jacuzzi, you know, like good, good booze, good food, man, just, just enjoy, just, just do it all, man. Yeah, just do it all. I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be like, it's half about the trip, but it's half about like actually like. I don't want to say like I have a formal fear of traveling, traveling alone. It's just something that I've never done. And it's weird to experience something brand new when yeah. I'm almost 40 years old. So this is really new something the first time. So my only debate is whether or not to go to the Patriots game that Sunday by myself. Now I've been to Boston before and I've been to Pat's game and the Pat's game is a fucking commute. You're taking a long ass fucking train both ways. It's yeah. yeah. And then you've got like a 20 minute walk from where you get off the train to the actual stadium. So like, I don't know if I'm totally comfortable going through that whole process by myself, but if I have a couple real good days playing poker, I might just say, fuck it because it's going to be Patriots dolphins. And for all intents and purposes, that has potential to be a game which could really seal the Patriots playoff fate. And it could determine whether or not the Dolphins end up with the first round by. So there could be a lot of implications online because the Dolphins and the, uh, and the bills are going back and forth or first in that division. So. Man, if you have, you know, if you can do it, fucking yeah. do it. The irony is that when I went to Boston in 2019, I did see an NFL game and it was the Patriots and the Dolphins. Oh, <laughs> in Foxborough. What are the chances? Three years later, I'd have a chance to see the same yeah. fucking game. Except last time, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins oh. were shit. But Ryan Fitzpatrick threw a touchdown to Mike Gesicki with 27 seconds left, and you could feel the life and just get sucked in the stadium. It was only two or three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, 2019. I remember watching that game with my father-in-law. It's fucked. <laughs> so I was there. I had a perfect seat. I like zoomed in on the end zone, Jasicki and uh, Fitzpatrick celebrating. Then I zoom in and sign the background. It says like Brady's corner. I'm like, fuck you. Like you can feel <laughs> life get sucked at stadium. But then I had a revelation because I knew that if somehow the Dolphins won that game, that the following Sunday would be Patriots Titans. And I was like, hmm. How much would it cost me to extend my trip last second, change my flight, and get a playoff ticket? It would have been like eight grand US. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, mm, no. But I wish I did because that was Brady's last game in a Patriots uniform and the Titans won. Wow. Yeah. Brady <laughs> threw the pick six to fucking nine seconds left. And that was the end of the Brady era. So I can say that I saw Tom Brady's last game in a Patriot uniform, last regular season game. So this is one thing I'm excited for about the Chicklet show, right? They've said, they've alluded to uh, on their weekly podcast that they are going to have some big time guests. And I know for a fact that Sidney Crosby is a fan of the show. Him and Nate McKinnon have been on as guests a couple of times. They've even done what they call a sandbagger where it's biz and wit against two players for a golf 18 hole golf match. And it's been two of them against Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby. So I have a sneaking suspicion that Sidney Crosby is going to be a special guest at that live show. Just a guess. They play in Boston the next day. I wouldn't put it past him to have Sid lined up to be a guest. So it's going to be fucking sick, man. I cannot wait to see Spit and Chicklets live. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I personally got Metallica tickets this week. 
Whoa, Metallica in Montreal. You going to the Montreal and concert? Pantera's opening up for Metallica. Is that that uh, concert series in Montreal? Where is that? In Edmonton. Okay. They're doing like a pseudo cross Canada thing. Yeah. My buddy bought tickets for uh, some kind of um, festival in Montreal. It's a two night festival. Very cool. Check this out. Uh, two night festival in Montreal. Metallica's a headliner both nights. And both nights is a completely different set list. Yep, that's the same show we're getting. Two two nights, two set lists. Wow, sick. You're going both nights? Yeah. Because wow, the tickets sick. are good for both shows. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Yeah, amazing. Anyway, another exciting episode of the show coming your way. We are joined by an epic guest this week. None other than Mr. Steve Power. Of Calvin Ridley's therapist. Yeah. Steve comes on and he gets into everything. A little bit of TBLC, a little sprinkle of guillotine talk, although Steve Power doesn't have a whole lot to offer on that subject. Steve came on mostly to discuss his epic season in TBLC so far, where he finds himself in first place in nine and four, despite having one of the most meager teams in league, having the lowest points for so power came on to talk a little bit of season so far what has gone right what has gone wrong and everything else in between so i'm looking forward to bringing you guys that interview a little bit later on in the meantime myself my co-host here are going to get into the shirt of the week momentarily and then we talk a little guillotine talk where our man mr michael Herod, hitman went down this week so now we are down to but five teams you're Main host at the most, Mr. Skin Dog, still in there, still fucking with waiver ads, still fucking with people's rosters, loving every minute of it. So just to be a dick. <laughs> just to be a fucking cunt. I call myself Sir Cuntsalot in the group chat. <laughs> Loves it. I'm fucking loving every second of it. We'll get into that a little bit more later on. Before we get into the show, I just want to thank, as always, our presenting sponsor, Heaveway.com, for all of your travel needs. Please visit Heaveway.com to see my friend, Mr. Aaron Bishop, for all your travel help. He can get you where you want to go. I can get you from A to B, no problem. There you go. (laughs) All right, before you get us from A to B, why don't you get us to uh, Bishop's Corner? Bishop's Corner. Headlines. Wow. Is there a big one today? Aaron Judge is a Yankee. Again. I called it. I, I called it. You did. John Heyman called the Giants. He was wrong. What? <laughs> Oops. He was very wrong. Oops. But 360 million turned down a 400 million plus offer from the Padres. Wow. 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 Yeah. Like I said last week, man, the Yankees just does not feel like a team that has high-profile players just walk off. Yankees usually end up losing players when they're done with them, and I just thought that Judge was going to find his way back there. So I got one right. You did. Moving on, I guess. Uh, Let's. I would like to uh, offer up a headline this week. Oh, okay. The Titans fired their GM this week. 
after their embarrassing loss to the Eagles in the A.J. Brown revenge game, fired John Robinson this past week. It is rumored that in a sit-down meeting after the game that Vrabel basically said to Titans ownership, it's me or him. He's like basically like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Apparently Vrabel over the years has been kind of button heads with this guy, but some of the moves he's made. And I think it all, I think the AJ Brown one was the biggest and this game against the Titans where AJ Brown scored, not one, but two touchdowns. Shout out, bet the mortgage got him. And Vrabel apparently was like me or him. And they were like, well, see ya. They were like, we fire Vrabel. Cause he's like up for coach of the year. I think he was up for coach of the year last year too. Like, Vrabel's everyone fucking loves Mike Vrabel, man. So, and they fucking got rid of him just like that. Let's hope the next guy doesn't trade a fucking generational talent because of money. Like, come on, man. Like, honestly, it's just we're not the Patriots. Like, that has been the Patriot way, refusing to pay anyone because, like, fuck it, we got Tom Brady. We'll make it work. You know, I don't know if John Robinson was like, we got Derek Henry. We can beat anyone. Like, nah. Maybe, but it would be nice if we had a reliable weapon like A.J. Brown as our receiver. So, anyway, shout out to former Titans GM John Robinson, now unemployed. And, yeah, gets to have the, the tarnish of the A.J. Brown trade hanging over. Like, A.J. Brown, man, he bawled out and was, like, fucking rubbing it in the Titans' faces. So, that's a headline I wanted to add this week. Fair enough. <laughs> And I guess we started off with baseball. Let's end with some baseball. Verlander to the Mets. Two years, $42 million a year. Holy fuck. A lot of dough. A lot of dough. I wonder how Kate Upton feels about moving from Houston to New York. <laughs> That's all I'm I sure think about. Yeah. Oh, That's all I think about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you blame me? I got my priorities, man. <laughs> No, I can't play you. <laughs> it's what it is. I'm, it's not what it is. It. I'm not in it for the Verlander. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Great job, Verlander. Almost 40 years old, getting a fucking bag like that. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we'll see how the Mets fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, they still have an incredible one two duel. They went from. Scherzer to Grom to Scherzer Verlander. They'll be fine. Although, like, they're older, right? Like, injuries could be a thing. I mean, I think they get at least one year left in tank for sure. So, we'll, we'll see them in, in the playoffs next year. And right. after that, I don't know. Time will Time tell. tell. That's right. Yeah. The Rams acquired Baker Mayfield. The yes. Panthers cut him. Very interesting. The Panthers yeah, decided that San Francisco might. Grab him, but LA, there you go. Well, there's a couple of there's a couple of caveats. First of all, the Panthers decided that Sam Darnold and PJ Walker were better than Baker Mayfield. That's amazing. They just traded for him from the Browns at the beginning of the season. That's remarkable. So he goes to the Rams. As you mentioned, the 49ers thought the 49ers were going to get him in the wake of the Jimmy G season-ending injury. Apparently, some people that believe that Jimmy G season not actually over. Yes. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah, he did have surgery, and it could be six, seven, eight weeks. That would be basically season over, but apparently 
could come back for the championship game if they were to make it that far. Interesting. Imagine. Interesting wrinkle, yeah. But he ends up on the Rams, okay? So there's a couple of wrinkles to him ending up on the Rams. First of all, there are some people that believe that Matt Stafford is done in the NFL. Not done with the Rams. Done. Going to retire. Done. Oh, like finished. Like done, done. Yeah, done, done. So Matt Stafford has had well-documented neck problems over the course of his career. He had some neck issues in Detroit, and they've now flared up again in L.A. Um, He's got his money. He's got his ring. Now, I don't know all the details on this. They've changed rookie contracts and entry-level contracts in the NFL, but Matt Stafford signed one of these mega deals with the Lions before all that came into effect. So the point is, is that between his contract with the Rams and his other contracts with Detroit and his rookie deal with Detroit, that man has made a lot of money. So there are some people that speculate that part of why the Rams brought in Baker is because they believe that Matt Stafford could be done. Another wrinkle. When Baker was drafted, Sean McVay loved Baker Mayfield and wanted Baker Mayfield. Yes. Um, They were referencing an article on another podcast that was talking about McVay and how he thought Baker had all the tools to be a complete quarterback. So it's at least noteworthy that the Rams, with their season basically being done, like here's my spin on it. The Rams season's over. They're like three and eight, three and nine. Their season's over. Okay. Why even bother bring in Baker? Why not just let John Wolford or whoever the fuck their backup backup is, Bryce Perkins? Why not let those two guys fucking go back and forth? Why even sign Baker? They're not trying to be competitive. They're not trying to do anything. They've got no draft capital. They got no incentive to win games. I was injured though in that last game, or did he come back? I think he was injured, but I think it's minor. But he, in any event, like, why not just sign a practice squad guy? Like, just the fact that they went signed Baker, um, you know, the wrinkle that McVeigh liked him at a college, uh, talking about Stafford's neck history, you know, there is some speculation that this is quietly like a. Let's see if there's anything left in the tank for potential future with the Rams. So it's interesting. There's also rumors, okay, as you know, when um, the Rams acquired Matt Stafford from the Lions, they trade a bunch of picks to Detroit. Their draft cupboard is empty. There's also rumors that if, in fact, Stafford career is over, that the Rams will cut ties with Cooper Cup that they will trade them because they've got nothing for draft. Nothing. nothing. So they're clearly going to have to rebuild. Why not trade your best asset for multiple, multiple picks like teams will pay up for Cooper cup. So there's a oh, yeah. lot of rumblings around the Rams that have started with this signing of Baker Mayfield, even though for fantasy purposes, it's completely irrelevant. Nobody's picking up Baker. Nobody's running to the wire to pick up their passing options. Cause we've seen what Baker can do with viable passing options, you know, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey can't do anything. So he's certainly not going to do anything in the Ram scene that features fucking Van Jefferson, two, two Atwell. 
you know, Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, like who gives a fuck about any of those guys? Nobody. But there is some like future potential with this, that this could be a reflection of the Rams going forward. Like, hey, we got our ring. Stafford's done. Donald's going to move on. We're going to move on from Cup. We're going to rebuild. It's all over. We're blowing it up. So, I mean, they got a ring out of it, so I guess it's worth it. But very interesting news coming out of L.A. Hmm. Yeah. Very good. Moving on to some halftime heat. Let's start off with Gary Nolan's matchup. Um, We talk about Gary a lot on this podcast, especially with my league. But – he broke 200 again, again, 201, did 168. My God. Joe and he benched Burrow. Tony Pollard. And he benched Tony Pollard, yep. Unbelievable. So I see Gary Nolan putting up these points, but when he played me a couple weeks ago, he could not cut it. So I'm just saying, just putting that out there. Well, Speaking of not being able to cut it, you lost against me. Holy shit. And it wasn't even close. 173, 136. This Is was this supposed to be point? my fucking bye week to guarantee myself the fucking 50 bucks and the number one overall seed. But no, you couldn't let your co-host have that, could you? No, sir. Fucking hell. You said I fisted you. Now, I still have a chance at the number one seed, but I need Gary to lose this week, and I need to beat Colin. So if that happens, I will finish first. But had I beaten you, it would have been locked down, boom, done, over. Mm -hmm. No bueno. No bueno. And you lost because of Jalen Hurts. 63 points. Holy fuck. Wow. Um, Let's see. Let's move on to the... Not Cam Cove Cowboys. Darren beating Megan 107 to 99. This is atrocious. Uh, I can't believe a 107 actually won a matchup in in this league. Holy shit. Steve Power uh, likes this. Steve Power likes this. Yes, Jesus indeed. Jesus Christ. The Cove Cowboys uh-huh. sort of defeated one team last week. It was a team they played. What the fuck? What the fuck, right? Seven losses in a row. Oh my God. It's been a rough season for Megan. Yeah. Make it stop. Make She's it stop. like in this now. Uh, next, Sloppy Fries defeated two girls, one cup by a score of 141 to 123. Love to see it. Last and not least, we have Take Your Lance and Jacket Off losing to. Steve Power, clever team name, 154 to 138. Much like uh, TBLC, there's no real drama here as the uh, six playoff teams are already locked up. That is, unless uh, Take Your Lance and Jacket Off can outscore two girls, one cup by like 300 points this week. (laughs) Which is not going to happen. It's going to happen. So it's only a matter of seeds at this point. There's three teams in the running for the first overall. And then all the other teams are just going to figure out where they will slide in, but no real drama. So rip better luck next season to take your lines and jacket off uh, yourself, Cove Cowboys and just here to gamble RIP better luck next year. That is correct. Um, So congratulations, Nolan, yourself, Colin, John King, Steve power and 
Cam. Moving on to Between the Pipes, week eight, we have, uh, let's see, Stribby D and Beaver Pelts fisting on McLeod 9 by a score of 9 to 1. Scribby D was below 500, but now he is above 500 in fourth spot. Uh, big week for him. Uh, Fantasy King, John King, defeated two sticks, one puck by a score of 7 to 3. Uh, the Cove Canadians, Cam, defeating no pucking around by a score of 7 to 2. Joel, the Nick Todd Chiefs defeating my buddy Bernie Laleem's left side by a score of six to four. And just one before I die, Gary Nolan defeated Scissor Me Daddy Bernie by a score of six to two. <laughs> You're going to have to start referring to teams in your hockey pool by just their first name of the manager. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. Uh, I'm gonna have to rate this as not appropriate for children. It's one thing for us to cuss on (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Bordering on like uh, softcore pornography at this point. Holy (laughs) shit! Uh, It's it's a a wrestling reference. If anybody ever gets it, but uh, yeah, you know what would be a solution to this would be if you would start winning some of your fantasy matchups. Imagine some that. consistency. It's a foreign concept. Yeah, no. Winning is not in, <laughs> is not, not in the books for me this year. Not the DNA. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. Not Scissor me, Daddy Bernie. Scissor me, Daddy. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. So, between the pipe standings, Aleem's left side first. Fantasy King second, Nekta Chiefs is third, Scribby D and Beaver Pelts are fourth, Cove Canadians are fifth, Just One Before I Die is sixth, Two Sticks, One Puck is seventh, Scissor Me, Daddy Bernie is eight, <laughs> On the Cloud Nine is nine, and No Pucking Around is ten. Moving on to XFBBL action this week, we have Daddy Pool. New Andrew defeating Jamie's fantastic team by a score of 10 to 2. We have Splatty Cakes defeating Bish's high fat percentage by a score of 10 to 2. Damn Adebayo defeating our defending champion, Kick Punchers, by a score of 8 to 4. Love to see it. Uh, Injured out game time decision defeating the Fantasy King by a score of 7 to 5. Cam, the Cove Cowboys, unfortunately defeating myself by a score of nine to four. We made a bet this week, best overall finish in the season. I immediately regret that decision. Uh, and in the fisting of the week, Shogun Master defeating the Foxy Lady by a score of 11 to two. Big wins this week. Daddy Pool remains in first place, as mentioned before. Cove Cowboys, second place. Kick Punchers third, Fantasy King is fourth, Splatty Cakes is five, Shogun Master is sixth, No Soup for You is seventh, Team Injured Out Game Time Decision is eighth, Foxy Lady is ninth, Damn Adebayo moving on up the tenth, Fish is high fat percentage all the way down to 11th, that's unfortunate, and Jamie's Fantastic Team 12th with the measly 27 
59 and five record. Ouch. Not good. But what is good? The bet the mortgage pick of the week. Sir, you made some money last week. I made some money last week. We all made some money last week. Yeah. Everybody wins. What was the bet the mortgage pick of the week last week? Refresh my memory. <laughs> well, this was a this is a oh, push. The commanders. The, the, the bet the mortgage was a push. It was the commanders right. to win straight up over the Giants. They they tied, but as right. we see here, a non-loss is a win. That's right. But I decided to throw my little like sidebar. If anyone was feeling frisky, AJ That's Brown right. revenge game, anytime touchdown. Not only did I bet anytime touchdown, I then made a second wager on two touchdowns and got paid to the tune of almost five hundred dollars. Wow, that's a good bingo. Got him. That was a good bingo. Yes, sir. You had a nice little uh, parlay there as well, did you not? I did, yes. Um, geez, I had the over in the San Francisco game. I had the Raiders to cover, and boy, did they ever cover. Jesus Christ. Um, I had Dallas to cover. So, yeah, ended up with a $20 bet with a $220 payout. Not too bad. Well done, sir. Well done. So what's the bet the mortgage pick of the week this week? Sir, not only do we have one pick, not only – we have two picks. We have three picks this week. Feel like the count one. Ah, ah, ah. Two. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Three. Ah, ah, ah. Let's hear them. That is incredible. So we are smashing this Bengals all day long. Minus six and a half. I have minus six and a half anyway um, over the Cleveland Browns. Joe Mixon is going to play this week. Mixon's back for sure. He's well, it's it's not confirmed, confirmed, but it's he's on the right track. He's been cleared. So he should be back this week. I'm sure minus six, which is even juicier. It's even juicier. Yeah. So eat that. Yeah, uh, I'm inclined to agree with you on this one. I feel like the Browns are going to use the back third of their season as Deshaun Watts' preseason. They want to make sure they don't fuck up the 50,000 picks they traded for him. I think they're going to use this as a means to showcase them, get them in tune with the offense. I really think they are going to punt it the next few weeks just to get him in line. So I think the Bengals are going to do very well with or without Mixon. P. Ryan has been awesome. With or without yeah, P. Ryan's awesome. Yeah, so smash that one to pieces, everybody. Um, the next on my list, I have the Chiefs. Minus nine and a half over the Denver Broncos. Mm, this one's a little tougher for me. Nine and a half on the road. Division yeah, rival. As bad as the Broncos are on offense, their defense, pretty good. It is. But I mean. What you're saying basically is like 14 to three, which is possible. But I don't know. That one is a little trickier for me. Might want to bet the like a heat bill on that one. I think Kansas City are going to score 21 points in All this right. game. All right. So All I, think, right. I think it's going to be a 21 to 21 to 10, maybe a 21 to 7, something like that. The implied odds, let me do some quick math. Over under 44 points, Chiefs uh minus nine and a half. Yeah, so that basically gives the Chiefs 27 and a half points to the Broncos, approximately 16 and a half to 17 points. 
Yeah, maybe. But the Broncos defense is sneaky. Every now and then they just fucking shut down, put up a gym. So this one I'm a little less in on, but I, I'm in on that. Okay. And I don't know what the over is, but fucking take the over in Minnesota and Detroit. <laughs> How's this for a stat? Minnesota Detroit is the high watermark of the week, 53 and a half for the over under currently. Average score of Detroit home games this year, 63 combined points. They've hit the over every single home game. But there's one more. I'm glad you mentioned this game because have you noticed who the favorite is as of this moment? No. The Detroit Detroit Lions are two and a half point favorites. This is what people are dubbing as a trap game. You tell me gamblers everywhere are not going to be smashing the Minnesota. 10 and two Vikings at the five and seven lines. Vegas is either going to win a lot, a lot, a lot of money on this game, or we're going to be hearing about bookies and casinos going broke everywhere. Cause people smashed the Vikings plus two and a half and got paid when they won by 17. But the Lions have been good. They've won three in a row. Dan Campbell yeah, got them doing football things. Their run defense has gotten real, real good over the last little while. So their pass defense is still to be desired. Um, so it could be a big game for Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson. Um, but I don't know. I I don't know, man. These guys know something we don't. That a five and seven team is a two and a half point favorite to the Vikings. Revenge yeah. game for Hawkinson, too. In Detroit, I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound right, but <laughs> so I'm in on the over, and I'm in on I'm. This could I might cancel my trip to Boston after this week because I may <laughs> have lost a lot of money on this game. <laughs> There's also one more I want to throw out there. Just you know, if you want uh, Thursday night action, this no no uh, this one's for the Dallas Cowboys. It's another big spread, but, I mean, they're playing Houston, so Dallas minus 15 and a half. It's yeah, a that's, big one. that's too many. It's a big one. That's just so gross, man. It's just not even worth it. Like, surely yeah, Houston. Point, yeah, I got a 1.8 odds of that minus 15 and a half. I like it. Uh, I'll bet on it. Best look, I, I ignore those giant fucking spreads, man. They just they feel like traps to me. Yeah. Anything more than two touchdowns. It's just too gross. Now Dallas could win yes, that game. I don't want to put it as like a put the mortgage pick of the week or anything, just to just to throw it out there. But a couple of nice three... ones there for sure. Yeah. Excellent suggestion, sir. Well done. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, let's uh keep the train rolling. Another wonderful edition of Bishop's Corner as always. Well done, sir. Thank you, sir. Let's move on now to our conversation with the one and only, the most elusive man. TBLC, Mr. Steve Power. All right. Joining us now for the first time ever on the weekly fantasy roundup, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who fucking spent over half his web on Calvin Ridley, just because I guess he's a big fan, certainly not for fantasy purposes. The man who comes up with a legendary team name every year, including cooking with Russ. Featuring a little image of mac and cheese with some wieners in there. The man who just cannot be bothered to make a trade. 
doesn't get involved in the group chat, just fucking runs his team, does his thing. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Steve Power. What's going on, sir? Well, you know, uh, you finally roped me into it. So finally got you. You finally got me. I hear you're uh, going to uh, Jamaica in a couple of days. Uh, uh, did you happen? To, did you happen to book your trip through our presenting sponsor, Heaveaway.com? Uh, no, but we can uh, we can pretend I did if that'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Bishop, will you accept that? Him pretending to book his trip through you? Yeah, why don't I'll we, accept why don't that. I'll accept. And try it again. <laughs> Cancel free book. That's all right. That's all right, Power. I booked a trip recently. I didn't use Heatway either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried though. I I tried. So for what that's worth. Anyway, reason I wanted to get you on here is because as you're well aware, you are having a legendary season in TBLC so far. As you often do, you're at the you find yourself at the top of the regular season standings, but a this you've been here before. This is nothing new for you, is it? Uh, not in this particular way. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean, friend? Well, from my point of view, I'm uh, you know I'm running into a lot of bad luck. I got injuries. Season's not going the way I thought it would. Team is a dumpster fire. I'm on tilt. But I keep winning. <laughs> like, I keep hitting curves. Like, what is going on? Somehow, in poker terms, you're hitting gut shot after gut shot after gut shot. It's you fucking crazy. You can go on tilt and still do okay. In uh, poker terms, I call that upstuck. When you're winning, <laughs> but you're still on tilt somehow. <laughs> you, you are in first place with a 9-4 and four record yet somehow have the lowest points for in the entire league. Somehow. Yeah. I actually showed this to my weed dealer today. The, the guy I go to the weed store, like the, I talk to him all the time, talk about fantasy sports. I showed him this and he was flabbergasted. He could not believe what he was seeing. Like how the fuck does this happen? It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. I've never seen anything like it for context. I have the highest points for in the season. I have scored 387 more points than you this year. Yep. That is unbelievable. (laughs) That's an extra 29.7 points a week. And you've got to win on me. Yep. I actually (laughs) took the time because I was getting you on because I landed the whale, the mammoth of all guests. The man is going to make us fucking famous. I had to go all out with my stats. So I quickly calculated for the sake of the podcast that if I had your exact schedule this year, I would be 11 and two, only losing in week six and week eight. Wow. So of course, for the sake of the show, my co host, Mr. Bishop, he was also curious Skinner, what would my record be? I, I had Steve Power's schedule this year. His record would be the same as yours, friend, nine and four. Okay. And there's one thing to point out. He would be nine and four, and in week nine, he would have got a win with a paltry 95 points because mm. your opponent only put up like 80 some odd that week. So Bishop was like, Man, fuck fantasy. This season sucks. I can't wait till this is over. I was like, If only he had Steve Power's schedule, he'd be in first place. 
If so, yeah, I've done I've done some digging. I've done some research. Okay, just to put all things in perspective. So the weekly average score in TBLC this year is one hundred thirty three point five four points. Your average weekly score is one hundred nineteen point five nine, a full fourteen points below the league average. You have only exceeded the league average points twice. And you've somehow only had the league average scored against you three times in 13 weeks for context, for context, Spencer, the man who's had the fucking real train wreck of a season with the most points against has had above league average points scored against him 10, 10 fucking times. That man just gets a fucking freight train rammed up his butthole every single week. Now, but not Steve power. No, sir. (laughs) You must you must play basketball in your spare time because you're gonna lay up every goddamn week. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you must be awesome. loving this, so you must be loving this. Um well I'm 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 a I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little on tilt, like I mentioned. I'm 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 liking it. Oh, of uh, course. You know, I, how long can it go on now? Like, okay, um, I live, I limp into the playoffs. I mean, how how far can I go? I would suspect it's uh, one and done. Maybe the, the the other thing to think is uh, maybe my team will regress to the mean and I'll, I'll score more. I'll lose more. I I don't know. Like. How long it's, can it keep going? It's possible, but as long as you've got guys named V Jefferson and uh S Moore in your lineup, I don't foresee that. Yeah, yeah. Call me crazy. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes like looking around for someone to pass it to, literally looks at the bench and then it's like, oh wait, S Moore is running around. Ah, fuck it. Toss it to him, I guess. Like looking for like backup tight ends, fullbacks dump it off to. Oh no, Sky Moore. Okay. Give him a try. He's uh, not a very good fantasy option, but he is a mainstay in your lineup. Holy <laughs> shit. That is objectively, if for a full PPR league, the three worst receiver trio I've ever seen in my life. No, nothing wrong with DK. And I had Thomas go down early. Well, but yeah. Other, other but you that, knew, now you knew when you drafted Michael Thomas, that was a huge gamble. I, I, I did, and I, I thought I I thought I got lucky on that one, um, yep. but clearly not. Uh, you know, turf toe went the wrong way, and uh, here I am dragging the waiver wire for whatever I can find. Yep, including Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Sky Moore. Uh, yeah, I think he can be okay in the right matchup. I think you're okay at running back. You're a three-headed monster of Cook, ETN, and now a healthy James Conner is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but your receivers are bad, and it's full PPR, and that's where you're getting killed every week. That and uh, Geno Smith, although he's having an okay year for fantasy, Geno Smith reminds me of uh, Kirk Cousins, like real good, solid quarterback in real life, not so much for fantasy purposes, you know? So, and uh, it appears that you're playing uh, defense 
stream every week, which is not so bad, but realistically, like you're going to be losing out to teams that have a rock solid defense that they can just roll out there every week. So, so you got the chiefs against Denver this week. Not so bad. Must hurt you to make that play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about my, uh, my dumpster fire routine, not a great year to go full homer on Denver. No, <laughs> I believe, I believe not that, deter from the TBLC talk, but I believe you employed similar strategy in the Gee team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. it was literally months ago that you last played, <laughs> um, but I recall when you went down, it was like Denver, 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 defense kicker. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is happening? Well, in that league, I, I you know, I kind of wanted to gamble. <laughs> yeah. How's that gone for you? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> Five weeks played in three years. Sweet Jesus. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna go first full circle though. You're gonna go like first one out, second one out, second one out, and then win the thing three years in a row. Probably Maybe. Right. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if you follow that league at all. I assume you turn off notifications that group chat probably um, like first week. I'll check September. You every blue moon. Yeah, well, your boy still in with five teams left. Nice. And I'm not only am I still in, I am like absolutely fucking with people too. I got the highest web and I'm like, I'm not picking players up to help my team. I'm picking players up to fuck with other managers. Like, oh, look, Chad, you just lost uh, Lamar Jackson. Real sorry for that. I'm going to pick up Patrick Mahomes, even though I don't need him, just so you can't have him. Just straight up fucking with people, man. It's like being a chip leader, uh, like having 10 times the amount of chips in the second place guy, just absolutely bullying everyone. It's fucking great. It's going to blow up in my face eventually, but for now. (laughs) But anyway, I don't want to get too much in the guillotine league talk, mostly because I'm I'm not even sure you know anything about this league at that point. (laughs) So let's stick to TBLC because you've had some success in TBLC. Um, like yeah. I alluded to a few minutes ago, you've you are regularly like for someone that doesn't have a title, and that's not a knock. Someone that no. doesn't have a title, you find yourself in the top three of the standings like every fucking year. It's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I which is why this year is such a weird, painful, but you know, anomaly. Like, I, I pride myself on putting together a pretty good team. Like, I know I'll be in the running. I'll pretty much make the playoffs every year. Yep. And now it's kind of like, this is putting a question mark on everything I've done before. <laughs> yep. This is a weird season, man. But you've had some schedule. It's been unbelievable. Let me run down your schedule. Let me run down how your season's gone. Okay. Week one, you won with 146 points. Third high score of the week. Awesome job. Then it goes 45 degrees straight downhill. Week two, you won with 112 points. Face one of only three teams you would have won. Week three, 127. Win. Face one of only four teams you would have won. Week four, 132. Face one of only three teams you would have won. Week five, 173 points. High score of the week. Awesome week. 
Week six, you lost, was a start of your three-game losing streak in a row where you had the second or the lowest score of the week for three consecutive weeks. Week nine, you got a win with 108 somehow. Uh, week 10, you won with 121. Again, faced only one of three teams you would have beat. Week 11, uh, you got 72 points lost to this guy. Uh, second lowest score of the week somehow was 72. Shocking. Uh, week 12, you won with 125. Again, faced one of only three teams you would have beat. And week 13, this last week, you won with 120 and faced one of only three teams you would have beat. So the real takeaway is that on any given week, you have managed to somehow play one of three or four opponents that you would have beat. So in a league where you can play 11 teams and 11 teams on any given week, you've managed to face one of three or four every single week that you would have won somehow. Take a bow, sir, because you and the fantasy gods are like are like this. <laughs> so with with that in mind, would you even want to play me? <laughs> well, if we look back to week 11, when I turned you inside out by 60 points, yes, you I did. would. You I've did. had the high score of the week the last two weeks in a row, and I've got the high score on the season. So, yes, I would love to play you in round one, but sadly, your, your standings are too high. <laughs> I think that worst case scenario for you, if we're looking at the standings, worst case scenario for you, I think you can only fall as low as fourth because of your nine wins. If all the three, eight, and five teams win because of the higher points four, they will all pass you. That uh, That's it. If you lose, so you can only finish as low as fourth, and I can't do any worse than fourth either. So if you and I are going to meet, it's going to be in last week championship. So that would be exciting, mostly because I would already have engraved my name on the trophy. <laughs> it's like, oh, Steve Powers team. This is great. Yeah, but how mad will you be? Uh, I mean, no, no, I've said this to Bishop on the show before. Like, look, man, at the end of the day, you can only do so much when it comes to fantasy. You can only read so many articles. You can only listen to so many podcasts. You can only make so many calculations for your waiver bids and, you know, who to draft and who to trade for, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the fantasy gods ultimately dictate who wins and who loses. Your schedule, your season has been no, you know, it's a super good example of that. So I won't be tilted at all because I feel like I've done the work. I've built the team that I feel like is competitive. So, I mean, it's up to the fantasy gods now. Yeah, no deal. You've got a great team, but uh, yep. anything could happen. Any anything could happen. Yeah, any given week, like uh, like your schedule so far. You're right. like, oh, God, my team's getting killed again. Oh, wait. My opponent's getting <laughs> worse. Oh, look, Jimmy Grablo just snapped uh, his foot off on the turf. I mean, uh, I, I kind of feel, I nearly feel bad for Gary, but, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> somehow ended his season. Oh, man. So I guess my question is to you, if you had to pick a team to lose the 70 plus points to in the first round of the playoffs, who would you like that to be? You Other than me. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's no, no. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not losing my 70 points. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know, man. Sam's had a good run. I think he's probably due. Spence has been the tale of two seasons. Lost three, yeah. won five, lost four. Right. Now he got off the schneid, got to win this last week. So 
yeah. the season for Spence, but he's in there. I was actually hoping for a little more drama. You know, there's really no drama this week unless team dinner wins and Spencer loses and dinner outscores him by what? 76 points. The playoff teams are decided. It's just a matter of seeding at this point. Right. So no drama. Like in years past, we've had like, oh, God, who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? You know, but now it's like it's all locked and loaded. So I think you'll somehow I think you're going to pull out another win. <laughs> so I'm in fact looking at through that vein of you getting another win. I'm trying to look at Spencer's team to see who might get injured this week. Maybe Kyron Williams gets one carry. Joshua Palmer fucking breaks his leg. Trevor Lawrence like le- injures himself in the pregame warm-up. Spencer doesn't have enough time to pivot, and you're like, hey, look, I did it. Yeah, he um he's in a little bit of bye week trouble. I might uh Yeah, a couple of key pieces on a bye. You could pull it out, although Dante Foreman might have a good game against a porous. Seattle run defense. Mm. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins might have a tough one against New England, but I don't know. It would be fitting, though, to see you finish with 10 wins after this legendary season. Right. I'm rooting for it, just for max chaos. I appreciate that. (laughs) So anyway, uh, while we got you, let me dial this back a little bit. Shirt of the week. Who is your shirt of the week for week 13? For my shirt of the week, we're going to go into Sean versus Joel. Sean lost by nine points. He had a bad week from Jarvis Landry, who I really want to put as a shirt, but I'm going to actually make it Mr. Jalen Waddle in his 1.9 points. It's unfortunate that he got injured, I know, but this was a very winnable matchup for Sean. And you know what? I'm going to make a dual shirt. So it'll be Jarvis Landry, and it will be Mr. Whoa. J. Co-shirt of the week. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Landry is not someone you're expecting for fantasy purposes. I was shocked when I saw that Sean was starting Jarvis Landry. Obviously a bit of a bad beat with uh, Jalen Waddle. Only uh, one reception on five targets for nine yards. As you did mention, he was hurt during the game. So I think he was out there mostly as a decoy. Like he was fighting through it. There is even a chance that he doesn't play this week. Um, So, yeah, that's a tough one. You hate for injuries to be shirt worthy, but it is what it is. I hear what you're saying. It was winnable. Sean had a very good week. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of big scores all around, so you hate to see a couple of real down games sinking your week like that, but such is life. If only he stuck with Paris Campbell. I mean, he's enrolling Paris Campbell all season. You put Paris Campbell in there over um, Jarvis Landry, he gets him an extra, what, 6.1? 6 points, yeah. And you're closer. Right. Lost. You're been right lost. there. Then you could have really put it on Waddle, but. All right, co-shirt. First ever co-shirt. I like it. Jalen Waddle and Jarvis Landry. My shirt of the week. I've got to go to Calvin Ridley's therapist versus Costanza. Calvin Ridley's therapist pulled it out by meager 10.2 points. 
My shirt of the week is none other than your favorite receiver, George Pickens, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe it was a couple weeks ago when we said Pickens wasn't going to do shit. And I said, ah, you're full of it. Pickens is great. Well, he wasn't great this past week. One reception on two targets for two yards, 1.2 points. Combine that with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo snapping his leg off in the field somewhere. And you got a loss by mere 10.2. Gary Nolan's season is over. So I personally don't like picking injury, mid-game injuries for shirts, but you do you. So I'll ignore Jimmy Garoppolo and his 2.24. But I'm going to go with George Pickens and his 1.2 points as my shirt of the week. All right, Power, and while you're with us, who do you want to pick for your shirt of the week? Uh, can a shirt be an injury? I mean, it can if you want to. If you want to take the low hanging fruit. Well, I think it's just kind of fitting, uh, Gary picking Jimmy G, losing to me, who I've had notoriously good luck. And if you if you take what twelve years of TBLC. Uh, I think Gary's probably had his fair share of bad luck. Gary so. is the Jim Kelly of TBLC, <laughs> losing in the finals three of the last four years. Right. So no I'm titles take, to show for it. Through no fault of his own, I'm going to take Jimmy G getting two point whatever, two point two eight points as the shirt of the week. There you go, Jimmy G. Steve Power shirt of the week. That's a, yep. 2.24 is rough. Ultimately, Gary lost to you by mere 10.2 points. Got to think a healthy Jimmy G in a very fruitful matchup against uh, Miami secondary that gives it up to the quarterback. Got to think he would have got 12 points, but not when he's facing Steve Power. No, sir. The old pow, kiss of death. Steve Power writes in the group chat, be prepared to have your team have an uncharacteristically bad week against me. Pow, pow, injury, injury, injury. Shirt, boom, dead. See ya. Another win. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Somehow, some fucking way. Unbelievable, man. Wow. You beat I, Gary. I don't think that karma will come back to baby at some point. I don't know when. Yeah, I think that in the playoffs, it could get bad. And if you run into like, if you run into Joel in the first round, whose team is arguably very fucking good, that yeah. Joel will run a freight train directly through you. And it would just be an absolute thrashing. Could happen. I think it would be fitting if you got a matchup with Davin in the first round. You guys like Davin's had a pretty good schedule too. Not as good as yours, but he's had a pretty good schedule. If it could be like a battle of the paper tigers in round one, I would love to see that. Every other team battling it out. It's like Steve Power defeats Davin 98 to 93. Like that's what I want to see. A sub 100 point win. That's what I'm dying to see. (laughs) Oh fuck! Anyway, it, it I just happen. it could happen. happen. Yep. So, anyway, I won't keep you too much longer. But I want to throw it over to my co-host, Mister Bishop. Any questions for our guest, Mister Steve Power? Well, Steve Power, you are a legend in the Decapitation Nation. 
<laughs> I just wanted to pick your brain here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> 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 Ask one question immediately rolls to troll job. I love it. <laughs> what, what have you learned in your five weeks of playing the GT League? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. what, has been, what has been your strategy going in? What is your biggest regret? And what are you going to change? Uh, um being completely unprepared and playing for the overall, not for the week. Yeah. You, you just have to play for the week. Dude, I look at it like pass the ace. You don't need to have the worst card, or you don't need to have the best card. You just yeah. don't need to have the worst fucking card. Great analogy. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, you seem to get an ace very early in the season, every season. Year four, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. There you go. Where's yeah. the live by? All right, Steve Power, thanks for joining us on the weekly fantasy roundup. Enjoy your trip to Jamaica, sir. Take lots of pictures. I'm officially jealous. All right, gentlemen. Take care, brother. Have a good evening. Peace. Are you bored as fuck? Is the wife nagging you? We haven't done shit since COVID. Ugh, can't we just go somewhere? Well, Heaveaway has a solution for you. Our professional travel agents will help you plan and customize your perfect vacation. All-inclusive resorts, river and ocean cruises? You bet your ass we do it all. So I gotta ask you, do you have a dream or a wish? You better call Bish. Visit us at heaveaway.com. All right. Now that's all said and done. Uh, Again, thanks, Steve Power, for joining us. Awesome to hear from, I mean, gotta be a white whale, I guess. I did not think I'd ever manage to get Steve Power on the show, mostly because we can't ever. I mean, we we can't keep him in the fucking guillotine league for more than two weeks, and he can't be bothered to entertain much of a trade offer in TBLC. So I didn't think I stood a chance of getting him on the show. I've asked him many times in the past, and he's either ignored me or shot me down. So this was nice. So thanks again, Steve Power, for joining us. So let's uh, take a bit of a deeper dive into what went down now in TBLC. T-B-L-C. I'm going to be selfish again. I'm going to start with myself. Just can't help it. Because for the second week in a row, I had the high score. 181 points. I have put up 392 points. In the last two weeks, my team is rolling. Wow. Wow, indeed. Is this setting me up for max pain in the playoffs? Of course. Probably. Yeah. Fuck it. For now, it's fucking great. I absolutely beat the wheels off team dinner. Beat them so bad that they, them season, over. Thanks for playing. Better luck next year. Maybe they can change their team name to two managers, no playoffs. (laughs) In your face, Chad. (laughs) Turn Ferguson destroys team dinner by score of 181 to 140. My one. 81 highlighted by Josh Allen 21, Josh Jacobs 21. Bam, Knight 17, AJ Brown revenge game specialist 32, J 
Justin Jefferson, 19. Amin Ra, 35. Oh, my God. Was he on your team at some point, sir? He definitely was. God. Feels like a lifetime ago. Pat Fryer, me with 11. Rashard White, 17. Dear God. I'm liking this team. I mean, for the second week in a row, A.J. Brown, 32. Plus Justin Jefferson's 19, 51. Plus Amara St. Brown's 35. That's 86 points out of my wide receivers. There's weeks of Steve Powers team don't even get 86 points. My God, man. Jesus. Wild. This was an interesting matchup because as we discussed last week, the big trade that went down the deadline was between myself and Team Dinner. So this was all out on display. Who was going to win the big trade came down to a head-to-head matchup, and it was me. But for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. I don't want to shit on Chatham too hard. They did have a very good score at 140, and they also had Lamar Jackson go down very early mm-hmm. with just 1.34 points. Really glad I trained him now. Can't imagine going into the playoffs with an iffy Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah, they're saying that he's going to miss one to two weeks, and then if he comes back, like the Ravens are pushing for playoffs, right? If he comes back, chances are he's going to be less than 100%. If he's not running the ball, Lamar Jackson doesn't offer a lot of fantasy value if it comes to pure throwing. Where Lamar Jackson makes his money is running the ball, right? So I'm glad that I do not have Lamar Jackson heading into fantasy playoffs. But you know what? Team Dinner doesn't have him heading into fantasy playoffs either. Uh, <laughs> the cunt is on full display tonight. <laughs> I love can't it. Can't help myself. No, it's it's like I, I can tell that uh, decapitation nation talk is just around the corner, and I'm sliding into your <laughs> cunts a lot mode. Just think about it. I'll dial it back. I try to be objective. Team dinners one forty highlighted by Ramondre Stevenson thirteen, Damian Pierce thirteen, Keenan Allen twenty one. Jeremy McLaurin, 25, C.D. Lamb, 20, Gerald Everett, 13. And uh, what would you call them? Your big bass kicker of the week? Robbie Gould, 18 Oh, the bass points. kicker. Yeah, the bass kicker. Kicker of the week. Yeah, Robbie Gould, 18 points. Wowza. Ooh, nice. Yep. So all in all, pretty good week from Team Dinner. Uh, bad beat. You got to think Lamar is good for at least 20, which would give them approximately 160 points. If they scored 160, they still would have lost, but it would have been like the second high score of the week. So it would have been a pretty bad beat. Even still, their 140 would have been good enough to beat one, two, three, four, five, six teams. So over half the league sucks, man. Is what it is. Tough way for uh, team dinner to go down. At one point, they were sitting pretty at five and five, lost three in a row, and now barring just an absolute fucking miracle. They are officially eliminated from the playoffs. We'll go over the uh, playoff picture now in a few moments. So with the win, I won my third row. Officially on fire per NBA Jam rules. One, two, three in a row. Oh, my. He's on fire. <laughs> nice. Now eight and five. Team Dinner lost their third row to fall to five and eight. Speaking of seasons being over, Shogun Master defeated another scheduled loss. Ah. Uh. It says it all. 150 to 144. If only wow. I played Evan Ingram. Yeah. Well, you know what? 
you can take solace in the fact that you didn't play Joel this week. If you played Joel this week, you were lost by 0. 0.04, which in TBLC terms is the equivalent of one passing yard. I know this because years ago, before you joined the league, Aaron, my brother, was in the finals against Team Dinner and lost by 0. 0.04. We did the math. That's one passing yard. <laughs> so good thing you didn't play Joel, but I digress. You did play Shogun Master. He beat you by five and a half points, as you mentioned. Evan Ingram, wow, 14 points. Played yeah. Hayden Hurst. I think you, man, it's tough. Detroit games are just, like I said uh, a moment ago, they're they're stuffing it against the run, but they're beatable against the pass. Fuck, man, that was a tough. But, like, KC sucks. Their defense sucks, too. It's like that should have been a shootout with KC, and really it was 51 points. Just Hayden Hurst, man. He's boomer bust, right? He's getting you three or he's getting you 15. No in between. And he got you three. Sucks, man. Yeah. How many teams? Uh, Let's see. You're 144. Would have beaten Team Dinner, Slim Brady, Calvin Ridley, Costanza, Labrador Colts, uh, four verticals, and football team. And how many would I beat last week? Eight. (laughs) Here we are. And their Steve Power is oh my fucking god! I want to. You said in the Power interview, man, it is what it is, right? The fantasy gods. Yeah. If you had his schedule, you'd be nine to four. Said you're five and eight, and your season is basically over. There's one thing I can take solace in, is that it looks like that the trades I made finally started to pan out in the end. Because everybody that would have had on my team beforehand, CEH, fucking just all those other pieces of shit, they wouldn't have done nothing for me. So at least I'm rewarded with the knowledge of knowing that my trades worked out in the end. But who gives a fuck? <laughs> if you had a different schedule last couple of weeks, you're looking at a seven and six record instead of an eight and five record, or excuse me, five and eight record. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a bad beat. Let's go over the score. Uh, 150, Shogun Master, highlighted by Trevor Lawrence, 18. Austin Eckler, 13. Josh Palmer, 13. Drake London, wow. Drake London had his best game in like fucking two months, man. Right. 16 Fun. points. Christian Watson again with the two touchdowns. What the fuck? This kid has a nose for the end zone. I fear that come fantasy playoff times, he's going to sink some ships because it's just not sustainable. But not. for now, it is what it is. Uh, Greg D got him 15 points and wow. Did I say that Robbie Gould was the big bass kicker of the week? How about Greg Zerline? 19 points. Oh shit. There you go. Wow. Kickers lives matter. Jesus. Who wants to do with kickers? <laughs> kickers, man. And the Cowboys defense. How about that Cowboys game, man? At one point it was 21 to 19 in the fourth quarter. The fucking Colts blinked a couple times. Boom, 33 points, 54-19. Yep. Wow. Anyway, yep, uh, you had a pretty good week yourself. Uh, Justin Herbert, 18. Samaji P. Ryan, 22. Curtis Samuel, the man you started purely at a spike, 15 points. Nico Collins, <laughs> very nice stream, 13. DeAndre Swift, welcome back, 21. Uh, your kicker, Dan Carlson, 11. And the 49ers T, 23 points. But it was not enough. No, no, Evan Ingram on your bench. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. 
So your season's over, friend. Sucks. Yeah. There will be there will be a new champion, TBLC. There will. So with the win, Shogun Master got off the schneid. This ugly win-loss, win-loss season. Proved six and seven. And you lost your second in a row to fall to five and eight. Let's move on to Labrador Colts versus God Skinner Tattoo, where God Skinner Tattoo pulled off a narrow nine-point win. Joel's 144 highlighted by Dak, 23, McCaffrey, 29, Devonta Adams, Christ almighty, 38. Wow. Jamar Chase, welcome back, 17 points. Not so bad in his first game in a month. Dave Montgomery, 17 points. On the loser side, Labrador Colts, Jalen Hurts, 40. Very nice. Tony Pollard, 25. Najee Harris, 10. Devonta Smith, 21. Ed McPherson, his kicker, 10 points. Ah, uh, yeah, big win for Joel. Joel needed this one. Uh, Joel was on the outside looking in at five and seven. Uh, was in a basically, I don't want to say he was in a must win because uh, Joel's had a lot of points for, but this certainly was a huge win for him as he's basically guaranteed himself playoff spot. So big win for yeah, Joel. Congratulations, Joel. If, if you are listening, you probably, you're probably not. If he is or not. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. I've spoken to him about it a couple of times, and I don't think he's listening. <laughs> I think he listened to the first one after we broke up, and other than that, that was it. no. Ah, well, well, whatever. I want to put it out there anyway, Joel. Congratulations! Um, great trades. Um, it was a lot of hard work for you to get into the playoffs. I know. Yeah. So, tip to cap. Good job. Good job. Yep, he's managed his team very well, uh, very deserving of playoff spot, and he could be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Honestly, if it's not you, I think it's him. So he messaged me and he said, You better hope this isn't the train wreck you get in round one. He said, because it's gonna be a fucking <laughs> smash fest if it's me versus you. So yeah, nice. you're right. So uh there's so much movement in the playoff seating heading into the final week of the regular season that it's possible to dictate who you're going to play in the playoffs. So I was like, fuck it, man. If it happens, it happens. Ah, so with the win, Joel won a second in a row to improve to six and seven. And Sean lost a second in a row to fall to seven and six. Uh, moving on to the aforementioned Steve Power, Calvin Ridley's therapist, knocking off Coe Stanza by a score of 121 to 111. Steve Power does it again. Again. He managed to play one of only three teams he would have beaten. Now he that's wasn't. Pretty yeah, it's pretty <laughs> usual. Yeah, he wasn't the luckiest winner of the week. We'll get to that in a moment. But it is noteworthy that once again, Powers managed to find one of three or four opponents that he would have defeated. Wow, the fantasy gods shine brightly on you, my friend. Well done. Let's go over C Powers one twenty one. Uh, Geno Smith, 29. Very nice. Dalvin, 16. DK, 27. And Isaiah Pacheco, pretty good matchup, 16 points. On the loser side, Gary Nolan, his 111 highlighted by Jimmy G. Rip, two points. Zeke, 18, pretty good. Taylor, 13, not so bad. Tyreek, 30. Debo Samuel, 12. Eagles defense, 18 points. Ah, uh, yeah, Steve Power just out here ending seasons like an ain't no thing, putting up his big 121 
It's like swinging around your three inch dick being like, check it out. <laughs> your little windmill. Yeah. What right. do you even call it? Is that even a windmill? What do you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking hell. But it was enough. It was enough. Somehow ended Gary Nolan's season. Bit of a bad beat for Nolan, as this was the dream matchup. We both predicted last week that Gary would win, keep his playoff hopes alive. But as Steve Power often does, he found a team on a super down week, and that was Gary. And now as a result, Gary's, Gary's season's over. Yeah. So unfortunately for Gary, he will not have a chance to lose in TBLC finals this year, as he will not be there. Yeah, speaking of which, I wonder when is the last time two teams that were in the finals the year before did not make the playoffs the year after? Ooh, I don't know. I can honestly say I've not given really never. I would assume, but that's interesting. Two teams have made the finals not in the playoffs. I'd say, without giving it much thought, I'd say never. Yeah. Certainly not in the PPR era. We've had teams. Uh, you know, make the finals and not make playoffs final following year, but both teams don't think mm-hmm. so. So that's interesting. Wow. So with the miraculous win, Steve Power proved a nine of four. Good for first place as usual. Won a second in a row. And Gary fell to five and eight and officially eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, another matchup to go over here. Uh, the Cove Cowboys defeated the real slim Brady. Excuse me, the real slim Brady by score one forty nine to one thirty five. Cam's one forty nine highlighted by Joe Burrow thirty four, Saquon Barkley nineteen, Christian Kirk sixteen, and that's about it. Shout out to Jeff Wilson and his flex point three points. Love to see it. Also, shout out to Cam's bench, A.J. Dillon, 21, Miles Sanders, 12, Michael Gallup, 18, all on the bench. Hate seeing it. Y'all got any more than Fantasy Pro subscriptions set up in the lineup? (laughs) Davins, 135, highlighted by Justin Fields, return to action, 19 points, not bad. Tyler Lockett, wow. Touchdowns five weeks in a row, man. What? Yep. 28 points. Yep. (laughs) Garrett Wilson, 24. Cole commit. Loved seeing Justin Fields back out and make 13 points. And Young Way Koo, the kicker, 14 points. Uh, But it didn't seem to matter as as the matchups played out. Davin, despite losing now three in a row, is guaranteed a playoff spot at 7-6. and And Cam got off the schneid after getting blown up by me. In the previous week, Cam improved to eight and five, good for third place. And finally, the matchup that usually is reserved for Steve Power, the good luck LOL winner of the week, Mr. Justin Kennedy of football team defeated four verticals by score 117 to 88. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Justin's 117 would have been good enough to beat. One other team, just Gary Nolan. Wow, that is unfucking believable. Justin got his fourth win in a row. At one point, Justin was four and five. Has improved all the way to eight and five. Wow. I feel I feel bad going over his one seventeen, but for the sake of the podcast, might as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes twenty two, Stephon Diggs twenty two, Chris Godwin fourteen. That's it. 
Uh, Ryan seeing about 88 points. Uh, rip, rip season. Rip fantasy. Rip. Jesus Christ. Two at 18. Brian Robinson, 12. God. Train wreck. Ryan's like, thank fucking God this season is over. <laughs> God love Ryan. Great dude. Seems to be pretty competitive when it comes to fantasy. He has not been able to put together a TVLC. I think this is his fourth year. I think he's only made the playoffs one time. That's bad. Uh, brutal. Maybe he'll turn around next year. Time will tell. So with the LOL win, Justin improved to 8-5. And Ryan, still in last place, been there for some time now, fell to 4-9. and nine. So as we alluded to, the standings heading into final week of the regular season. Unfortunately, playoff matchups are all decided. We don't have any real drama. The only question is whether or not the teams, excuse me, the only question is where the teams fall in terms of playoff seeding. The reason I say that the playoff matches are decided is because uh, ninth team dinner, five and eight, trails Shogun Master in eighth at six and seven, but Shogun Master has a whopping uh, math, 76 points on team dinner. So team dinner would need to win. Shogun master would need to lose team dinner. would need to outscore him by 76 points. Well, now I, I haven't done the math, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that team dinner has outscored Shogun master by 76 points, approximately zero times this season. Just yeah. a guess. Unless it's me against Cam, you don't typically outscore teams by 76 <laughs> points. Wow! Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cam by 93 points in your face. Back to TBLC standings. Looks like the top four teams are going to remain the top four teams. Uh, because of Steve Power's low points four, there is infinite combinations where any one of those top four teams can finish within the top four. So myself, Power, Cam and Justin will likely finish somewhere in the top four somewhere. And then the bottom four, much of the same. You have Labrador Colt 7-6, Real Slim Brady 7-6, then God the Skinner Tattoo and Shogun Master at 6-7. and seven. Again, point score is a little high there. So Joel, with a win, assuming Labrador Colts and Slim Brady loses, can move all the way up to fifth. There's a lot of moving parts. But essentially, the way I'm looking at it is that the top four teams will be the top four teams and the bottom four teams will be the bottom four where like nobody's going to go from eighth to third. There's going to be none of those jumps. The bottom four playoff teams will be the bottom four and the top four will be the top four. So I know that I can look forward to either Labrador Colts, Real Slim Brady, God Skinner Tattoo or Shogun Master in round one. The only team objectively that I really would not want to face in the playoffs is Joel. So I got a 25% chance of playing Joel in the first round. Let's hope that doesn't happen because I've said this before on the show, like only one manager wins the league. Only one manager is really like, yeah, I did it at the end of the year. I don't want to go one and done. One and done is the worst feeling. Me and Joel both had that ultra tilt last year. We both went one and done the first round. It sucks. You play all year, just go one and done. I don't care if I lose in semis. In fact, I've lost in the semifinals in halftime heat uh, two years in a row to start. And then last year I lost in the finals. But as long as you get that one playoff win, you know, that's all. Everything after that is gravy. So, yeah. 
long as I don't go one and done, I don't really care. But in any event, uh, all those teams in the bottom four, I've beaten them all this season. So I'm, you know, I've built a good team. My team's healthy, knock on wood. So we'll see what happens. But in any event, congratulations to the top eight teams as you have all but assured yourself playoff spot. As I mentioned, only really team dinner can make the playoffs if they win and Shogun Master loses, and they have scored them by 70-odd points. I don't see it happening. It's probably like a 2% chance, but for all intents and purposes, the playoff matchups are locked and loaded. So we unofficially, officially say goodbye to they, them, Chatham, Team Dinner, Costanza, yourself, another schedule loss, and four verticals, Ryan Evans. Better luck next season, gentlemen, and sir. See you next year. <laughs> yep. Hey, I mean, you're like the Rams. You got a title out of it, right? Hey, title, yeah, that's right. Hey. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not like real life because you didn't trade a bunch of draft picks to get it, and you didn't sell the firm this year. So the reality is that you could have just went and got another one. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, right. you got a title. At the end of the day, man, your name is on the fucking TVLC title. Not many people can say that. And as the 2018 champ, I can tell you that Sheen carries over for a couple of years. So only like really last year did it like, okay, this I'm too far removed from my title. I don't care that I'm a former champ now. Like 2019, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck you. I won last year. You know, 2020, I was like, eh, who cares? I won two years ago. Last year I was like, eh. now yeah. I'm like, okay, this is starting to be the, the distant past now. So it's time to make another run. So we'll see if the fantasy football gods allow me to do such a thing this year. Uh, let's move on now to the guillotine league. Decapitation nation. Decapitation nation week 13. Uh, former two-time TBLC champ, Mike Harrett Hitman, eliminated in sixth place. Excellent, excellent season for Mike. Hitman has been playing from behind for some time now as he spent the majority or he's been down to zero web for weeks now. So Mike has had one of the bottom tier teams for some time. Uh, you and I have picked him on any given week to go down. I believe you did pick him this last week to go down. So Mike had a good team. Like we said, at this point in the pool, there are great teams. There are good teams. There are no bad teams. Mike did not have a bad team. But of the teams that were remaining, Mike's team was towards the bottom of that heap. And eventually, Mike did run out of luck, and he was eliminated in sixth place. But the scores, man, the decapitated scores getting higher. He went down with 123 points. Fuck. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. A lot of points. But much like TBLC, Mid-game injuries fucked him over. Kenneth Walker, 3.6. But that wasn't the only play that fucked him over. Did you watch the end, the drama at the end of that Buck saints game on Monday night? I did not. I did not catch that game. Let me break it down for you in terms of the guillotine league. Okay. So Mike, going into Monday, needed 22.6 points out of Chris Goblin. Okay. Chris Goblin had a very good game up to 14 points. The Bucks are driving down to tie the game, excuse me, win the game on their final drive. Chris Godwin 
catches a touchdown from Brady. Now I'm looking at the yardage and I'm looking at the points. I said, man, I don't think that's enough. I think Mike is going to lose by 1.2 points. Anyway, didn't matter. Holding penalty 10 yards back. I said, oh shit. Now, if Godwin catches a touchdown, he will win Mike the game because of the penalty yardage. Godwin catches the very next pass to get him uh, eight yards, I think, eight, ten yards. So now any Godwin touchdown would win Mike the game. And I think the first play Brady targeted him was not completed. And then Rashard White caught the touchdown pass on the next play. That's what it came down to. Wow. But Mike was right in it. Mike was sweating it right up until the final drive. But it was not meant to be, unfortunately. Chris Goblin finished with 14.3 points, leaving Mike, I want to say, less than seven points shy of Chad. I think Chad was like 129 and change. So maybe like six and a half, seven points. It was rough. Uh, let's see. Mike's 123. Trevor Lawrence. 18, DK Metcalf, 27, Chris Godwin, 14 and change, Dalvin, 16, Kenneth Walker, injured, 3.6, Pat Farmi of 10.6, Samaj P. Ryan, 22, Justin Tucker down week, only 3.6. Yeah. And the Seattle defense didn't have a great game against the Rams, which shocked me. Can't believe the Rams put up 23 points with that fucking LOL team they got. So Mike's team decapitated with 123 points. Uh, noteworthy, of course, highest decapitated total of the season. That number is only going to continue to rise as yep. we get closer and closer to the finish line. So we are down to five teams. Myself, five. the king of Pokersville, still in there. Still in there. I should really change my name to the mayor of Cuntsville at this point because that's <laughs> what I'm doing. Full. Cunt mode unlocked, unleashed. I used my web once again this week. I was going through the teams. I said, man, there's a couple of teams that need running back help. God, it would be a damn shame. Travesty even. Some guy just went, picked up all these running backs, didn't even need them. What a dick move that would be. <laughs> That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Need to pick up. I picked up uh, one Dalvin Cook. Don't need him. Probably won't play him. And I picked up DeAndre Swift in a super plus matchup. Ironically, those guys are playing each other. Hmm. I don't need either one of them. But Spencer sure as hell needed him as he had Dave Montgomery and Aaron Jones on a bye. He managed to pick up Ezekiel Elliott against Houston. Which should be a good matchup. I still think Pollard's the guy. You know, Zeke will be fine, but then he was forced to pick up James Conner against New England. That is bad. He would have really loved Dalvin Cook. And I was like, uh-uh-uh. Also, it's noteworthy that Chad had Lamar Jackson. Could have really used Patrick Mahomes. Uh-uh-uh. I don't think so. Reminds me of uh, me of uh, what's his name's character in uh, in Jurassic Park when they're trying to get in the computer. Ah ah ah! You forgot the magic word. Ah 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 Yes, that's awesome. How the fuck did you know that? <laughs> I am full of you. 
fucking knowledge. <laughs> Every time I think of him, I just think of Newman. Right, yeah. Dennis Nedry, well done. So anyway, yeah, and Chad had a running back problem as well. Chad had, let me see. Chad had, who did he have? Oh, Jonathan Taylor on a bye. Chad needed someone as well. So I said, sorry, fellas, I'm going to use my web to be cunt because I surely don't need it to improve my team. I made a $1 bid for Dalvin Cook. I was certain that Davin was not going to bid on him. Davin's got Tony Pollard. And let me see. Davin's got Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, not moving them, and pretty content to have a wide receiver in his flex. He had Lockett in his flex, then picked up Chris Godwin. I knew the Sean wasn't going to break up Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. So I knew Sean was out on him. I was like, well, $1 bid gets me Dalvin automatically. And then I made a bunch of $0 bids. I actually dropped George Kittle. So my team at the moment is looking pretty depleted. Got no tight end, no kicker, no defense. But I do have three running backs stashed away that nobody can have. And Patrick Mahomes because fuck it. Do whatever I want. Well, I think you're setting the bar here and how to um, finish off the decap season. You need to have the web. Yep, you got to have the web. Got to have some web. Have you dick. Certainly, <laughs> certainly can't have zero. Now, whether or not you choose to use it to improve yourself or play keep away from your opponents, that's up to you. Um, but, you know, I it is risky. Well, first of all, first and foremost, there's five teams left. I have a 20% chance of being eliminated. So there's that. You know, and by having three players on a stash, that's three positions that I'm going to be taking a hit on. Realistically, the other four teams are going to have better kicker. And realistically, the other four teams are going to have better defense than me. You know, whether or not that's how it actually plays out or to be determined. But that is at least noteworthy. But like now, in my opinion, at least, having the fourth or fifth best tight end with five teams left, I can now punt the tight end position too. What are people going to stash a fucking tight end to keep away from me? I mean, go ahead. I'll just pick up the piece that they dropped to do that. So nobody can do that to me. And the reality is that if when Saturday comes and I want to drop Dalvin and Mahomes and Swift, I can drop all three of them and take all three of them back next week and nobody do a fucking thing about it. Exactly. So, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My strategy very clearly plain as day is to be cunt and withhold these players from the other managers until there are three teams left. Once there yeah. are three teams left, every team's going to be amazing. You know, I fuck all five teams are amazing now. Let's be real, but I'm really doing my best to ensure that I continue to move on. And I feel like this is the best way to go about it, whether or not it works out to be determined, but I it's worked pretty well so far. You know, Chad even said specifically in the group chat, don't be an arsehole, Skinner. Like, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good point, Chad. I'll drop my homes for you on Saturday <laughs> so that you can pick them up on Monday. Monday this game yeah. is on Sunday. Oops. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> about that. It all worked out for me last week, though. I, people were like, man, you're going to start jailing over Mahomes. I was like, Yes, I am. It's funny how that worked out, man. Like, I had a big week last week, but there were a couple ways I could have went. If I would started Mahomes over Jalen, I would have lost 19 points. And had I started um, Jalen Waddle, 
over Amon Ross St. Brown, I would have lost fuck 30 points. I would have been eliminated. There you go. And who would have faulted me for certain Waddle over Amon Ross? Nobody. Although Amon Ross ain't going nowhere. I think it was you and Aaron. When I had Aaron on the show, that was like, you got to find a way to get rid of Amon Ra. I was like, no, yep. I don't. I know exactly <laughs> what the fuck I got here. And he is locked in my lineup. He's top five wide receiver, man. So pretty sexy looking team uh, for me. I am legitimately debating, though, what to do with Nick Chubb. I picked up Dalvin as a move just to jam him up from uh, Spencer and Chad. Man, I might have to start him over Chubb this week. I really like, I'm concerned about Cleveland's offense to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Watson looked bad last week. Bad, bad, real bad, you know, and we talked about it a moment ago. Like maybe the Browns decide to use these last handful of games as Deshaun Watson's preseason to get him back in the football mentality, football shape. Yeah. You know, what if they completely shut out Nick Chubb? Cause he's not involved in the passing game. He's only getting no. one or two targets a game like Derrick Henry. Cream Hunt's a free agent after this year. Why not just give it to him? Exactly. So I'm kind of concerned. You know, I still think Chubb is going to get his, but in a league like this, okay, you want players with high floors and high ceilings. I still feel like Chubb has a really high ceiling, but I feel like his floor has gotten a little lower. That concerns me. I feel like Dalvin's got a real high floor and a real high ceiling in that plus matchup with the fucking 54 point over under with Minnesota this week. I want as many pieces in that game as possible as it stands. Now, Jefferson, Dalvin, Amon Ra, fuck. I might even put Swift in there somewhere too. Although that would mean I'd have to bench Eckler. So not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the point is I want pieces in that game. So let's get down to the nitty gritty now, man. I feel like I'm, uh, you can have me. You'll make sure no one else can have me either. So there you go. Yep. So, and again, I've been very open. Like I'm sincere in the group chat when I say, Spencer, I need you to lose so I can have Travis Kelsey. Please make that happen. <laughs> you know, but the reality now, like I said, like tight end now, I've got the, I've got no tight end now, but I can go right to the wire on Sunday and pick up George Kittle, who I just dropped, yeah. or I can pick up Pat Fryermuth. Like we're at the point now, there's only five teams left. Like those guys are perfectly fine options. That nobody's going to take away from me. So there are zero dollar claims just waiting to happen. Yeah. Couple of interesting stashes though. Spencer's holding uh, Mike Evans out. That's interesting. That's kind of a keep away from the rest of the league. And as it stands right now, Chad is also stashing Jonathan Taylor on his bye week. I think Chad, I think Chad could be in some trouble this week. I don't know if Chad, Chad. is a listener to the show. I want to also add a wrinkle. So we're going to pick a team to go down. I am firmly picking Chad. Here's why. Houston Texans, worst team in the NFL. But you see that big red next to their name. Houston gives up the third fewest points to the quarterback. Another podcast I listened to today spoke about the quarterback fantasy numbers over the course of the season against Houston. Okay. I think it's been seven times. The quarterback has had less than seven fantasy points. Why? It's because they run all over them. These teams get such massive, massive fucking leads against Houston that all their points are scored on the ground or by the defense. Chad's got Dak and CeeDee Lamb. This could realistically be a game 
where Dak is out of the game in the middle of the third quarter and CD for that matter. Like they might beat the shit out of Houston, but if they do get up big, it's going to be the Dallas defense and it's going to be Zeke and Pollard. I mean, Dak could really put up like six points this week. And if Dak, you know, shits a bed because they pounded him on the ground, then CD Lambs could be in line for a bad game too. You know, you got Joel Mixon coming back from that uh, concussion, bad concussion, missed two games. P. Ryan's been good. They may elect to have P. Ryan more involved. So P. Ryan's a, been solid. Very solid. So that's a little bit of a question mark, not from a talent perspective, but from the fact that, like, look, the Bengals want to make another playoff run, probably want to keep mixing fresh. If they're easing him back from the concussion, why not give P. Ryan a workload? He just showed that he can fucking take the ball and run with it. So that and might be more of a split. Don't really need Nixon, honestly. It's exactly. probably going to be from the very beginning. And yep. So that could be more of a split over the next couple of weeks. Uh, really yeah, like Ramondre. Yeah, what? don't like that. He's got Jonathan Taylor on the bye. So Taylor could be hitting the wire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia defense against the uh, Giants. We talked about this earlier. Division rivals that have not played each other yet this season. So even though I speculate that the Eagles defense could have a good game, we just don't know what that looks like, right? Because they play two games against each other in the next four weeks. So, again, no bad teams at this point. I just think Chad is the one in the worst shape this week. Who uh, who do you think is in trouble this week? I think Davin's looking pretty this week. Holy shit. Looking He's- pretty? Pretty, yeah, pretty good. Okay. He's, he's got uh, Tyree Kill, Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Godwin, Tucker, Dallas defense, yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for not playing keep away and just fucking having your best team and being like, fuck it, I don't care what anyone else is doing. Here's what I'm doing, fuck it. You know, you can argue that too. Because as a result, he's the Dallas defense, which is a smash play every week. It's Houston this week. That could be a fucking 40-burger on defense this week. Yeah, like a honestly. shutout and two touchdowns and multiple sacks and multiple picks could be mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable. Um, Spencer's team, we were just going over a little bit. Um, even though he has James Conner going against New England, um, he's still the only running back on that team. He's going to get some points. I mean, you got Kelsey, of course. You got Keenan Allen, who's looking really good. You got Burrow. So I think Spencer's going to be, Jesus, man, these teams look good. Spencer's <laughs> fine. That's it, man. <laughs> right. Only five so teams left. Think, yeah, right. This is crazy. Um, and then you get Sean, who's got McCaffrey, fucking Derrick Henry, <laughs> Barkley, you know, like um amazing. I love I love looking over these teams. It just makes me so hard to watch them. But um, I gotta say, I, I think I'm gonna agree with you this week, and I think Chad is in trouble. Yeah, that's fair. Rest of season rankings for the five teams, according to our friends at Fantasy Pros. Myself, number one. Sean, number two. Davin, number three. Chad, number four. Spencer, number five. But for this week, week 14, Chad's team is ranked the lowest for this upcoming week. So that is noteworthy. But again, we're at the point, man. It's five teams, man. Five very good fucking fantasy teams. Anything yeah. happened at this point. I like my team. I like what I built, but... Look, Mike was essentially eliminated because of an in-game injury. Chad almost went down last week because of Lamar getting injured. It's yeah. going to be something weird like that that fucks someone it's over. Come in health. It's going to come in health. 
Yeah. Not for long. It is what it is, man. It's part of it. So I just, another soft goal. Like, obviously I want to win this pool, but a soft goal for me, you want to tie in the wrestling term. I want to get down to the last four guys in the Royal Rumble where they all take a corner and then they look up at the fucking WrestleMania logo, (laughs) right? They all point and then they fucking square off. And then, you know, I want to get down to the final four. I want a turnbuckle. So I don't want to be that fifth guy. (laughs) Exactly. I want to point to the fucking guillotine league trophy over there in the corner. Be like, it's mine. So (laughs) time will tell. Just got to survive one more week to get down the final four. So good luck to all the managers. And congratulations. Final five. It's a big deal. Yep. Pretty, uh, pretty cool, man. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. Like I say, again, knock on wood. It's still like this has been a pretty dreamy season for me, and I've not even been close to elimination one time. So, so I haven't even had a sweat yet. I'm due for a sweat. You're not going to sweat until probably final three. I mean, Jefferson, Jefferson, and Amon Ra, that could be fucking 60 points. I could realistically get 90 plus points at a Jefferson, Devante, and Amon Ra this week. Yeah, man. I mean, come on. You know, assuming Eckler does Eckler things, that's another 25 points. Dalvin or Chubb flip a coin, that's 15 to 20. Jalen, that's 25 plus. Like, that's fucking 140 points right there. That's with no tight end, no kicker, no defense. No defense. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. So, I will be watching that Detroit Minnesota game closely, largely because. Get the over, people. Get the over. Take the over. Yes. Hammer the over. It's going to be a lot of points. It's going to be a fun game for NFL purposes and for fantasy purposes. So like you said, Mr. Bishop, best of luck to the five remaining teams, especially myself. And uh, (laughs) hopefully I'm still talking about myself in uh, when we're down to four teams next week. So that's all for this week's episode of the weekly fantasy roundup. As always, thanks to our friends at HeatAway.com for being our presenting sponsor. For all your travel needs, please contact Aaron Bishop at HeatAway.com. Thank you, sir. You can also contact Daddy <laughs> Daddy Bernie. <laughs> oh, God, we got to end on that cringy note. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Daddy Bernie at HeatAway.com. Gross. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, on, that, <laughs> on that awkward, uncomfortable note, thanks for listening <laughs> to the weekly fantasy roundup. Jesus Christ. See you next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry about all your playoff. Jesus. I don't even know what to say. Honestly. Don't even. Yeah, it is, yeah. Fucking cringe. Daddy. Call <laughs> Daddy Bernie for all your travel needs or. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, sir. Same time next week. Yes, sir. See you then. <laughs> hey, bud. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. You can contact us anytime via email at the Weekly Fantasy Roundup at gmail.com.